Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. You are listening to a new episode of Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Today, we're going to talk about a little bit of football recruiting, the MSU Rutgers debacle, and uh, preview this week's games against Wisconsin and Indiana, and then make our picks against the spread for this week's games. So, uh, I'll start out with football, I guess. MSU is getting... uh, Crystal ball picks for a quarterback from Texas, a high three-star kid named Bo Edmondson from Lake Travis. Pretty sure that's where Matthew Stafford played uh, high school football. So I have a pretty deep history of uh, good quarterbacks coming out of there. I believe they have. They usually have a lot of talent come out of that school. So uh, for those asking, apparently this doesn't really impact MSU uh, pursuing Dante Moore, the five-star kid from uh, Detroit King. They're still going to keep on recruiting him and hope he comes. So just uh, something to keep an eye out on. I would assume this kid's going to commit in the near future considering the crystal ball confidence levels were uh, seven and up, I believe, from Wilt Fong and the three MSU uh, writers. So expect this kind of to roll out quick. Um, See if there's any more movement on the recruiting and uh, transfer portal front. I think they have two spots left in the portal with uh, Magateote coming back. And uh, also, yes, I did botch Andrew DePay's name. There's no, it's not DePayPe, it is DePay. So that at least makes my life a lot easier. So got that got that pronunciation down. But uh, Tim, if you want to go ahead and uh, talk about the Rutgers game, I don't think we're going to talk about it much because uh Pretty self-explanatory as to what happened. Yeah. Well, if you want to, you want to really dig deep into what happened. I mean, we could do that, but um, I'm guessing everyone who's listening watched the game. Okay, it was a total disaster, a catastrophe, the worst game of the season, hands down. Um, that's analytically and using the eye test. Um, my my prediction for Rutgers not being an offensive type, they were they looked like the best offensive team in America against Michigan State, and I know that's not the case. It's that MSU was very bad in that regard. Um, the one thing you want to question is: is this a cause for concern, or is this an aberration? Every year, I feel there's at least one game that unexpectedly MSU just. Plays extremely poorly in. Now, usually it's not Rutgers losing by 20-plus. You know, it might be like when Cassius Winston, their junior year, when they lost at Mackey and they were down big. Mackey, uh, Purdue was hitting every shot. That kind of thing. But in this case, um, I mean, if you want to dig into the numbers, MSU allowed Rutgers to shoot 71.9% from two-point field goals. 
That means they're basically scoring on every trip. Just getting whatever they want. Cliff Omarui went six for six down low. And a lot of them were just open slam. I mean, that dude looked amazing against Michigan State. You would, you might want to sit there and question uh, Marcus Bingham. You know, like, where was his impact on this guy? Because this he was scoring at e- with ease. Uh, I thought that Ron Harper was a, a cause for concern in terms of the matchup. He didn't shoot it from three so well, but... When he was driving it, neither Joey nor Malik could really stop him. And that that totally made MSU's whole defensive strategy, their structure, just kind of um, – it kind of broke through. And that was where there were so many um, miscommunications on switches and uh, guys were both stepping to a ball screen and they were finding the, uh, the roller just extremely easily. Um, Rutgers played really well. I mean, they shot 45% from three as well. And again, this is not a team that lights it up, but they put 84 on Michigan State. Uh, Paul Mulcahy did whatever he wanted in this game. 12 assists. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy, I in my head I was thinking, how is he so dominant? Like, what is he doing? And it was... MSU could not guard him 1v1. Whatever you want to say, he would pivot back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and then finally just kind of get the bucket. Un- unplayable on this day, apparently, for Michigan State. Paul Mulcahy just dominated. And that was the reason he was finding everybody open. Um, just the crowd was into it. It was just an awesome evening for them. And on the flip side, you know, in terms of defensive efficiency, the worst game of the season for Michigan State. So I would probably sit here and suggest it's more likely, based on the sample of data we have, that the Ken Palm 104th team, Rutgers, um, had an incredible offensive day against Michigan State that either it's matchup-based, and that's unfortunate for Michigan State, or this was an aberration. I don't think that you could really sit here and, and explain to me why this is a, a thing that's going to continue to happen. Um, because we're talking about on the defensive end where Michigan State's been solid. Now, offensively, Michigan State has their own issues, their own concerns. But um, the way that Rutgers scored with such ease, I mean, it was sickening. And then Michigan State was, you know, they totally fell apart. There were so many ridiculous mistakes near the end where they could just tell, like, they're getting ran out of the gym. Their place is going crazy. You know, you're kind of rattled. You're not confident. Everything's going right for Rutgers. You know, there's a couple plays where you're just like, have these guys played basketball before? Like, Michigan State looked so bad, it was crazy. Um, nothing really to, to speak of. I guess the only silver lining you could really sit here and say would be Gabe Brown was lights out from three, um, and you really needed him to uh, kind of show up. But if you look at the stats, Michigan State shot well. Only reason this was remotely close, because... Um, they only shot six free throws. They made all of them, thankfully, but only shot six. They got 20 rebounds to produce 31. Absolutely murdered on the boards. And, um, you know, the 15 turnovers, which is just becoming more and more normal. But, um, you know, Tyson Walker, he got three fouls in the first half and, 
And there you go. People who want the auto bench to be ruled out. I mean, Izzo played him and he goes out and gets his third. So then Hogard has to play a lot more. And I mean, it turned from bad to worse. So we don't have to sit here and dwell on this, but this is a big loss in their effort to win the conference. They're not out of it at eight and three, but they're going to have to start um, winning some games that they, uh, they're not supposed to essentially, Um, you know, a Purdue at home, Illinois at home, take care of business this week. They need the the two wins this week. I mean, bad in a bad way. Um, so I don't know. I I Ryan, I, you can make a comment on this game. I think this was just that one game of the season that was just an utter disaster. Um, this was you know the second road game uh, of the week. I believe that they went to Maryland and then back to East Lansing and then out to New Jersey. They should not. They probably shouldn't have done that. You know, you could argue all you want about this or that. The team looked totally out of whack other than shooting the ball. But um, I know that you could point to some of the recent performances like blowing the lead against Maryland. But I think that MSU really needs to like a stretch of home games to kind of feel right again. You know, sleep in your own bed. You're not you know doing homework on the plane or something like that. You know, these things do have an effect on the players and uh, I think they need a mental reset nice home win over a Wisconsin type could you know make them feel good because then they get to play at home again Um, two solid teams could build some confidence I know these are just totally um, stereotypical um, narratives but uh, you know this was a bad one this was a utter disaster you don't really see Michigan State getting carved up in this way. I mean, it was horrid, to say the least. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did. Rutgers is uh, one of the worst shooting teams in the Big Ten, so uh, not exactly ideal to get lit up by them, but, I mean, I think that was just – I guess I lean more on the side of this was an aberration than it was, like, a recurring thing that's going to happen because, I mean, Rutgers shot 60%. I mean – and they're not known for their shooting, so. And uh, I don't know, man. I I just feel like this is like the, you need this is put up or shut up time. You need to win these next two games, or else there's something wrong going on. I think if you can't win these next two, I mean, pretty simple. And we're talking about trying to win the Big Ten Conference. Truthfully, if Michigan State went zero two this week. They could still turn around and, you know, win the Big Ten tournament. Make a run in the tournament. Now, this isn't like, you know, you just keep messing up. and then, But we can, you know, we can make a run. That's not how it goes. But the reason I bring this up is we have seen this from Izzo teams, right? I mean, even, again, the junior year Cassius Winston team that won the conference, won the conference tournament, went to the Final Four. They had a three-game losing streak. This team has not lost three in a row. Um, they could. And this could be the start of it because sometimes it starts with a bad loss and then, you know, they they kind of get into a spiral. But And a lot of teams that have uh, matched some of these characteristics of what this team has done, uh, they have a slide and then they kind of bounce back late, you know, February into March when it kind of matters. So um, I'm not totally discouraged, but, you know, you don't like to see – 
this kind of performance where um, a team like Rutgers, which again, they're not top 100 in um, Ken Baum, and I think maybe net, which matters when it comes to the seeding. I mean, you just get totally destroyed. That's never great. Now, Illinois got destroyed by Maryland on the road. These things happen. But I do think that part of it was um, matchup. Mulcahy, we didn't have a guard that could stop him. And then Ron Harper, we didn't have a forward that could stop him. So that's not a good combination. Um, that really opens things up for everyone else. You see what guys like McConnell and Omarui just kind of went off. I mean, some guy who averaged 2.5 points a game and he scored 12 in this game. I mean, that's kind of the story of how this game went. Right. So everything was open because they were jumping at every – I mean, it was all okay. He was he was the um, orchestrator of all this. So anyway, uh, we can move on. This game, tough one. No, no other way to put it, but, um, you know, three losses in conference, you can survive. You just got to keep, you know, getting some win- stringing some wins together. All right. So this week, on Tuesday, Michigan State plays Wisconsin, a foe we are familiar with. Um, not that long ago, within the last, like, three weeks, Michigan State went to Kohl Center and kind of whooped Wisconsin in a bad way. And, you know, there was some matchup um dependent advantages there I think for Michigan State one being that their wall was it is it Tyler Wall I think that's his name yep he didn't Tyler play. Wall didn't play and Malik Hall and Joey Hauser you know who would have been his opposite they kind of have themselves both pretty good games so you know is he back I, actually, I believe so. I let's just check the confirm because I didn't look this up yet. Um, you know that would be a big difference in this game. I think. Yeah, he played. Um, so he's he's gonna be in this game. Um, I think that this is gonna be a lot tighter. I doubt MSU blows him out. However, if they handily beat a team at Breslin. When they need a win, kind of in a bad spot for Mich- for uh, Wisconsin, if they were to run Wisconsin out of the gym, that wouldn't be surprising, right? Because they already they already did that on their home court. So I could see that, but no, I think because of the matchup, um, Wisconsin this one's going to be a lot closer. Michigan State's going to have to actually. Tighten up that defense, um, bring that energy that they brought to the Cole Center, and I, you know, I think that they can get this done. They know what works. I think the uh, cat's out of the bag on Johnny Davis. Um, you know, get all up in his face, um, switch guys on him. He's having trouble, sort of adjusting to that. And other than the Tyler Wall factor, I think Michigan State is going to use that same recipe. And I think that the players are going to be like, okay, now we're back at home. You know, we already beat this team. We know how to do it. But they're still going to be incentivized, right? They're not going to come out like, we already beat them. We're the, we're the shit. They, they have a reason to come out and s- swing hard. Um, 
So anyway, uh, I think that they will win. I think they need to win. Um, I don't think it's going to be double digits. What do you think, Ryan? I think they'll win, but it'll be uh, closer than... I, I I mean, the spread's four and a half, so Vegas thinks it's going to be a pretty close game throughout the game, I think. So I, I, I just think that uh, with Wall, it's going to be a t- definitely going to be a tougher game than it was in Madison. I'd be surprised if this game's a blowout. Yeah. Um, so anyway... Uh, Hopefully this is the last time I have to see Brad Davison on my screen against my Spurs. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god. Because I'm I'm tired I'm of him. So sick of him. And he's gonna come out and chuck some threes. Uh, I'll probably try to kick somebody in the balls. Like I would be, you know, because there was that period where Wisconsin was kind of a, a rival to Michigan State basketball. I would be very pleased for Michigan State to bounce back big and. Kind of get that roaring crowd. Um, you know, students are going to be going in terms of the energy. They must, at least. Uh, so, I think it's going to be win. We're going to talk about the point spread cover um, and what our thoughts are on that. But we can talk Indiana, who is a team where we haven't specifically seen play the Spartans. Um, they're 35th in Ken Palm, Okay. They've been an extremely solid defensive team. and Statistically, you could argue they've been better than Michigan State. The The numbers think so. Um, Indiana being 19th in the country in defensive adjusted efficiency. And I'm just going to check what Michigan State is real quick. You probably dropped like 47th. I mean, after that, Rutgers, yeah. that, you know, is really going to skew the results. But... Um, They've been extremely solid. I think one really big uh, wrinkle to this game is, you know, not going to be a guy playing, but he's over there sitting on the bench. Dane Fife is coming fresh off of, uh, you know, years with Michigan State. I don't think that the difference in the team and what they like to do in one year is going to be significant enough for Dane Fife not to have a really big impact on this game. Yeah. How to hurt Michigan State. What do they like to do? Um, that is a little bit scary to me. Um, that being said, he doesn't get to go out there and play. And, uh, you know, the the Breslin is the Breslin. If you come in and you're not hitting shots and Michigan State is, it's not going to be a great day. But um, Indiana, they struggle on on offense. That's their big bugaboo. Um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis down low. Everybody, you know, it's easy to like Trace. It's easy to see what he brings. He's awesome. But he doesn't stretch the floor at all. Doesn't shoot threes. Um, overall, as a team, they are 34.7% from three. Which is, you know, we always say like, 35% and above is like where we start to talk about pretty good. So they're not really a great team at shooting threes, but they can hit, you know. This is the stat that I find interesting. Indiana, in all of their Big Ten games so far, they've scored above 70 against the following teams. Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Penn State, 
Okay? I just named, like, the worst <laughs> defensive teams in the conference. And that's who they scored above 70 on. So, they really struggle to put points up on the board en masse. Uh, we might have some breaking news. Yeah. Look at that. I don't know who it is, but somebody just committed. Oh, it looks like this guy? Bo Edmonton? Yeah, the quarterback just committed. Looks like the quarterback. Yep, look at that. Yep, quarterback just committed on the podcast. Wow. Um, let's take a pause on Maryland really quick. Or Maryland, jeez. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm rattling. No, uh, on Indiana. Talk to us about Bo Edmonton. All right, so I didn't know much about this guy, honestly, because I haven't heard much about him until today. He was getting crystal balled. But uh, let me bring up... His two four seven profile, his twenty four seven profile, and uh, I already matched. Already up, perfect. All right, so uh, offers from Colorado, Kansas, Kentucky, Oklahoma State, Pitt, Penn State, Pitt, Purdue, Utah, West Virginia. So uh, n- decent offer sheet. Obviously, it's early in the cycle. He might get more offers. Uh, Graded four thirty three in the country. Looks like he's more of a pro style guy. Um, so you know, obviously they're gonna keep on. Uh, he's six two, one ninety five, so he's not super tall. But obviously MSU is gonna keep on recruiting Dante Moore, so that's not gonna stop. But yeah, breaking news: Bo Edmondson commits to Michigan State. So I figured that was coming. Didn't know it was gonna be during the podcast, but so there you go. That just happened. Alrighty. Um... So, uh, Indiana. Okay. Struggling to score against, like, good good defensive teams, good teams, whatever you want to call it. Struggling to put points up on the board. I think part of that is the three-point shooting. I think part of that is probably, you know, offensive fluidity. New coach, right? Kind of a weird roster because some are transfers. You know, you got Miller Cop. You hear that name. That's an Indiana player now. And uh, you know, to, wasn't he at Northwestern? Correct. Yeah. And you know, he's taking, he's probably one of their best um, three point threats on the roster, um, <clears throat> along with Parker Parker Stewart. But you know, a large part of their team, they're really just not shooting the ball um, efficiently from deep. Um, Trace Jackson Davis is kind of that black hole type. Like you know, we get it into him; he does good things, but. Where's the ball move, off ball it's movement? Like, yeah, and you know it. Everyone's kind of standing, and it's just not great. But they can win games because they get in there defensively. That worries me because if they're stout defensively, they know that they've they can uh, depend on that. I what, there's a term they always say. Um, you know that's where they bre- butter their bread. Bread, bread and butter is. Yeah. Um, if Dane Fife is like, hey, this is all you got to do to, you know, stop them. You know, the ball screens, you know. Their last two outings, um, Michigan really <laughs> screwed the pooch on it. But last two outings, teams are going under the screens. Um, MSU's sets are just totally falling apart. They have to get something out of the bucket. And against Rutgers, they couldn't. So that happens, um, which is totally possible with a guy like Trace Jackson Davis down low. Um, they're incredibly solid, stout team. I think that you know this could be a slugfest. I expect it to be, 
And um, I, you know, this is definitely a game Michigan State can drop. And, you know, it would be a big one to drop. For what it's worth, Ken Palm has this as a five-point win for Michigan State. Now, it's probably because of the home aspect. I think Michigan State, you know, other than Northwestern, they've been pretty good at home. They shoot pretty well at home. Um, Of course, it's nice to play a team that they've already beat handily. I'm sure that – or sorry, I'm – I'm mistaken with Wisconsin. They've not played. Yeah, they've not played. No, Indiana, they haven't played. Um, But, you know, analytically, they would be like a Wisconsin or somewhere near a Michigan. Um, Indiana is. Lost some games that you probably shouldn't have lost, um, including Penn State. That was on the road, but, you know, that was a big one for them. Um, Indiana... They lost that Wisconsin game where they were up like 20. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, it was on the road. And I think they haven't won at the Kohl Center in like so many, you know, such a, like 25 games or something like that. Or, or it could be years. I don't know. Something crazy. And they blew that one. It's just, you know, non-conference schedule. It just plays nobody's the whole way. Lost to Syracuse. Syracuse, is not a good team. Um Getting totally ran out of the gym at home by Michigan and Illinois. Uh, these are the things that, you know, worry you. Because it it kind of does add up to be, like, worrisome um, when you put it all together. Like, the when they play the good teams, they just kind of lose. They did get a big win over Ohio State. Um, they beat Purdue at home, which was, like, basically their Super Bowl. And, you know, you could point to that as... They can be very good. I And I, I do agree. I think that that's an interesting um, de- debate because of the way that Indiana matches up with Purdue, but we don't have to get into that. Um, essentially, I think this is a scary one. I'm not nearly as worried for Wisconsin. I think the Dane Fife um, being on the coaching staff, I think we just saw – Michigan State couldn't do anything offensively against Rutgers. I mean, point guards, poor. Um, All they did was hit a bunch of threes, and if they didn't, they were going to lose by 30. I mean, nothing inside. No off. Michigan State cannot get an offensive rebound to save their life. Um, I mean, it's bad. And other teams... Feels like they're getting so many offensive rebounds against Michigan State. They need to start rebounding the ball, and um, this says here that Indiana is a very good defensive rebounding team. So another cause for concern. Yeah. Um, you have any thoughts? I'm not as worried about this game as you are. I'm more worried about the Wisconsin game. I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling that Wisconsin's going to be tougher than Indiana. I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling. Well, I guess Tyler Wall is going to be back. That kind of concerns me. And they do have Johnny. Indiana Davis. has struggled. They've struggled on the road this year. I think they haven't played all that great. I mean, look at. It. I mean, they have that. I mean, they beat Maryland by 13, but they. Kind of were in a close game with Nebraska, who's obviously terrible. And uh, they are 
two and four on the road. Yeah, they're not, very good. not they're not a very good team on the road. But it just so happens that they happen to be going to play on the road of a guy who just left coaching there. And I think that is important, to be honest. Now, maybe it's not important enough, but you saw Drew Valentine's squad, you know, they damn near beat, beat Michigan that State. That team is also, I think that team's better than this Indiana team. You yeah, might be right. Um, you might be right. We don't have to get into that debate. But, no, Indiana, kind of like a weak schedule, and he's right. They go, they go on the road, they, like, just kind of suck. They won on the road against Nebraska and Maryland. Those two teams aren't good. And then they lost at Penn State, who's not a good team. Yeah, so good luck to them. <laughs> Playing in the Breslin, it doesn't matter how good of a coach Dane Fife is. He can't make them be quiet. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, they got to come out and execute that game plan because I really do like Michigan State's chances when they're at home to be anybody, including Purdue. Now, they would scare me the most of the – you know the remaining the re- yeah the remaining mm. schedule but um like indiana comes out a little flat they could get ran out of the gym so could wisconsin it's just uh you know i i wouldn't bet on that to be the likely i feel like both these games are going to be very close five point loss for indiana says ken palm um and it's four points lost for Wisconsin. So, incredibly similar lines here from Ken Palm. They are rated pretty closely on, you know, 31 is Wisconsin overall, 35 for Indiana. So, anyway, um, we're kind of, kind of rambling here. These are supposed to be close games, right? I think they will be. If it's double digits either way, I'll be very surprised. That's my feeling. We can go into the picks, um, and then we'll share our real thoughts on the the score here. You have anything else to say? No, I think that pretty much covers everything. Okay. Ryan had a great week. He went six and two on his picks last week. I went three and five. Little bit, little bit of a slide there for me. Ryan's Oh, dude, we're totally Tied. Yeah, Tied, we're totally yeah. equal. 28, 4 and 23, the 4 being our pushes. We're both, you know, 5 games above 500. So, pretty cool. All right. Let the best man win. <laughs> Wisconsin, Michigan State. Michigan State 4.5 point favorites. This is a DraftKings line. Uh I'll take MSU. Hmm. Yeah, I I will too. I <laughs> that is a tough one though. Michigan, one and a half point favorites on the road playing Penn State. DraftKings line. All right, this is a tough one. I don't know, man. Michigan really needs to win this game if they want any chance to make the tournament. I guess I'll take the desperate team. I'll tip. I'll pick Michigan to win the road game, even though it, I I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game. Yeah, I pretty much agree. Uh, I'm gonna pick Michigan. Um, 
Indiana going on the road to play Northwestern, who are one-point favorites. Did we get that right? Yep. That's the, that, is, that is also a DraftKings line. Uh, Northwestern can't find a way to close out games, so I'm just going to pick Indiana based on principle here. Let's go Wildcats. I think it's this is a really hard one. Go with home team, maybe. Um, last DraftKings line. Illinois is going to Mackey. Purdue, six and a half point favorite. It's a high line to me. Give me Illinois. Um, Purdue won the first one, right? Yeah, double overtime. Yeah. I, th- I was just trying to make sure I had that right. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a big number. I mean, shit, man. Michigan only lost them by six, so. I'm going I'm to take Purdue. I don't No real reason. Just a feeling. That's pretty much it. Okay, Ohio State, four-point favorites over Rutgers at the Rack. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Rutgers wins this game straight up. Give me Rutgers. After I just watched them play, I mean, (laughs) I have to go with them. I wouldn't be surprised if they straight up win that game. I mean, I might straight – I honestly might bet Rutgers' money line for that game if that's what the line is. Minnesota, three-point favorites on the road against Nebraska. Yep, picking Minnesota. Every time I pick against Nebraska, it goes pretty well. So I think I'm going to start doing that too because I think he's right. I think like I've been trying to curb that and it hasn't worked. Um, Iowa, four-point favorites on the road against Maryland. I guess I'll take Maryland. I mean, Iowa's not that great, honestly. I can't believe they're still a Ken Palm top 25 team. That's amazing to me. That's four-point home dog, but I'm going to go with Iowa. I just, like... They're, I think they're, what, five and six in conference now? They're not that great. They can grab somebody, but it's four. I think Iowa's going to win. So, you know, if you imagine, like, a some free throws at the end, you cover. That's what I'm going to go with, whatever. That one, like, easily Maryland can win straight up. Purdue is going to Chrysler Center. Purdue is four-point favorites on the road. Man, that's tough because, uh, I mean, Michigan just lost by six at Nike. I guess I'll pick Michigan here. Well, I think that's it. I think they might win that. I wouldn't be surprised if they win that game because they're, again, desperate home team. Needs a win. Needs a big win. You said Michigan? Yeah. Home dogs. I think Purdue. I, I, I mean, I, I I don't care either way. Win-win I, I win, win, no, win for MSU. Right. I mean, no, I, I think Purdue, like, could win this by double digits, and so that's just what I'm going with. I know that – I know we just saw the game. I yeah. think I picked Michigan. Yeah, we why am I, we both Why am I flipping it? Yeah. You know, like a more seasoned coach with a better roster got got to look at what they're gonna do. That's a fair point. Um, IU 
Michigan State, we talked about this. Michigan State by five. Yeah, I'm going to pick MSU here. I'm uh, a lot more confident this week than yeah. you are. Yeah, I'm uh, going to just go with what I was saying. I'm going to take Indiana just to cover. Have I even said, do I think, the no. result? No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, I guess I, deep down, like Michigan State at home most often. So, I think Michigan State wins, Indiana covers, whatever. Rutgers, it's going up to Cole Center. Wisconsin's eight-point favorites. Give me Wisconsin. It's a big line, but Cole Center, bullshit. So, I'm going with the numbers. And it's just easier when I get to pick against you. just makes – not that I want to pick against you. It just makes it more fun, I think. Yeah. Um, Ohio State is going to Chrysler Center. Michigan's one-point favorite. Wow. Again, desperate home team. I think OSU might hit a lull here a little bit. I think they're going to be coming off a Rutgers loss. Uh, I'll pick Michigan. It just depends on what happens in that Michigan-Purdue uh, yeah, game, honestly, because if they lose that Purdue game, I think they might mail it in the rest of the year. I think this is like a coin flip, so I'm going to go with home team if I'm flipping a coin. Penn State, Minnesota. Gophers by two. Game's at home in, in uh, Minneapolis. I'll take Minnesota. Yeah, but you said they were starting to wear down. Yeah, but Penn State's also not very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take the home team again, too. I think I've bet almost all home games. I've taken almost every single home team. Uh, you're not going to do well. No, I'm just kidding. Probably, <laughs> probably not. There's no telling, but that's not a great sign. Um, Maryland, Purdue. Purdue favored by 15 at Mackey. And these, again, are... Uh, yeah, that seems high to me. That's a, big, that's a big line. Give me Maryland. They must have, like, beat them really bad first time. They, or something. I don't know if they played yet. That seems really high. It does, doesn't it? That's a big number. But, like, how does Maryland match up with Purdue? That's a great question. I don't I, know. I think 15 that, is so high, though. That's why. You I, know I love the... The numbers. I'm going to go Purdue because this could just be the one where they win by like 30. Um, how do they match up? I just, they have nothing. Okay. Northwestern, Illinois, Illini favored by 10. It's a big line to me, I guess. Give me Northwestern. Rivalry. I think they want to win bad. I'll do Illinois. I'm picking against my usual self, I think. All right, Nebraska at Iowa. Iowa by 18. Yep. I Just based on principle, betting against Nebraska. <laughs> it's, that's a huge line, but I don't really care. That's the biggest line of the night. I'm finally going <laughs> to... Tip. Iowa can't defend. Nebraska can score. 
I've bet against Nebraska almost all year, and I'm pretty. You're wrong. right. That's true. <laughs> got to roll with what's working. I haven't, so I got to roll with <laughs> what's gotten me to tied with you. Somehow we've we've met along the way. You and I split on nearly every pick. Oh, that's not true. There's a bunch that we. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this is a big week. I think a pivotal week for Michigan State basketball. We're talking about the chance to hang a banner for the regular season if they go 2-0. And if they go 1-1, I think that it is more likely than not that they do not win the conference. I agree. If you want to win the conference, you got to win these two games. Um, now, I posted on Twitter the February schedule for the basketball team. Um that was starting right after Michigan and uh, ending with Purdue at home, which been circled all season, right? Big game. Um, <clears throat> I said six and two. Already lost one. MSU is one and one. Okay. Now, they go one and one this week. They're two and two. They could still go six and two. This month. Keep that in perspective. Now, I know that kind of contradicts what we just said. I just believe in my mind that MSU is probably not going to win the conference if they don't win these two home games. Um, So, you know, anything can happen. I mean, last year we were talking about there's no way MSU makes the tournament. And then they just, you know, rail off like four... You know, three or four humongous wins like in a row against all odds, and so that was unlikely. It's hard to know what's going to happen here, but um, I wouldn't be completely discouraged by a game that I think largely you could probably throw out. Um, yeah, not going to take much from that Rutgers game. I mean, kind of a throwaway game to me. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um. I guess, is that all we've got? Yeah, I don't think we really had anything else to talk about. It's a big week. You know, it starts tomorrow night. Um, I guess Wisconsin, are you going? I don't know yet. Still haven't decided if I'm going to go or not. In Indiana? I'll be there for the Indiana game. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, guys, go green. Go white. Dylan, up ahead, Winston. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to Minneapolis.